tuning in to Game Time with Zach and Jamir. My name is Jamir Wilson, and I'm co-hosted by Zach Wright. Today, the name of the game is Girls Preview Night, where we will preview and make predictions and projections about the 25th WNBA season. So, let's jump right into it. What are you excited about in terms of players, matchups, teams, etc.? I guess for me, I'm excited to watch the Aces this season, especially since Liz Cambage and AJ Wilson are now going to be in the same front court again, you know, killing shit with that. And they also added Chelsea Gray, so that'd be pretty dope. Uh, Angel McCautry tore ACL during the preseason, so that sucks ass. They definitely lost a big-time player with that. But regardless, I still think that team's about to go crazy. So I'm ready to watch that. And I also want to talk about the Chicago Sky as a team I'm interested in seeing because they added Candace Parker, you know, who's played with the Sparks her whole career, and then she just, you know, jumped ship because things haven't been working out, I guess. But, um, you know, so now they got Candace Parker in addition to Vander Sloot and Allie Quigley. So now they have a nice veteran big three surrounded by solid players all around. So that team's going to be fun to watch because the Sky were 12 and 10 last year. So they were they were slightly above average. They were like sixth overall. So, you know, I guess, yeah, slightly above average, I guess you'd say. Now they added Candace Parker, who, you know, big time player, been cooking since the moment she stepped on the court in WNBA. And she was defensive player of the year last year as well. So they added a very versatile player who's definitely going to launch them up the standings. And, yeah, I think that team is going to be fun to watch. And now about you, Jameer, any teams or players you're interested in seeing? Uh, well, I'm interested in a lot of different things that are going on in the season. Um, first, it's the 25th annual season. That's awesome. And I also think that there's a lot of uh, support coming, coming from the, the NBA and other entities uh, supporting the WNBA, and I feel like there should be just more general hype around the WNBA this season. So that excites me, along with the unis. That, that's something I feel like we got definitely talking about. Those unis were so clean and fire. Like, I, I, I when I saw one, like, I, like I, I have a hoodie, and I rock it a lot. I love it. Love my WNBA hoodie. And... I had said at one point, like, yeah, I'm probably going to get a WNBA jersey at some point. And then they came out with these, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely had to get one, especially those Rebel alternates. My goodness. the uh, I think my favorite one probably was the Stranger Things motivated one with the, uh, the Indiana <laughs> Fever. Fire. Just straight fire. Goofy to me. <laughs> but to each their own. Yeah, I, I I think that I think those those are gonna be dope. Um, also, uh, when you when we get into the players and stuff like that, yes, I I like I really do want to see what the Aces do. I think that they should be special this year. Um, they they had the MVP as well as Six Women of the Year winner, and they were the runner ups, and they add Liz Cambage back which that's an amazing addition. <laughs> they, they get her back. That's that I think alone, and we'll get more into it, but um, I'm thinking finals of bust to be honest for them. Cause that, it's just, 
you, you had an MVP and you add somebody who led the league in scoring and who's just absolutely prolific in the low post and high post. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about uh, a lot of, like just in general, a lot of players are coming back because of the COVID, um, COVID crisis. A lot of players are coming back. Uh, we're also going to get to see new things going on, like Sabrina Unescu, who I'm really excited about and I'm really high on, finally really get to see what she can do, um, especially considering what they were last year, probably the worst team in basketball. Yeah, they were they were horrific. Um, so it's, it's a lot of things that I'm excited to see. So, yeah, like new places and, and new, new faces and new places. Um, just more support in the league, the unis, and some of those teams. Uh, and to transition, speaking of like championship or bust and things of that nature, how do you see the teams finishing? Like, what what do you think will ultimately happen in terms of championships and things of that nature? Um, I kind of broke it down based on like groupings, I guess, of like you know, or tiers. I say, I think like the aces are. Even with the McCautry injury, I still think they're probably the best. And then I got Chicago Sky as a second team because yeah, it's like a lot. Of, so they added a new face, a new face, and that new face is a big time player. But it's a veteran joining a, joining a team led by veterans. I think they'll. And Candace Parker is like one of those players who kind of just could fit anywhere because she does it all, and she does it all exceptionally. So I think they'll be second. Now, kind of like the Storm and Mercury, they're my you know next two or three or four. The Storm lost a lot of big time players this year, namely uh, like Natasha Howard, for example. But big you know, time, big time loss. That was a big time loss. I just think Brianna Stewart's about to go crazy and just make up for it. And they didn't. They made some additions, and you know people will move up on the ladder. So we'll see how things go with that. But I think, and I think the Mercury will kind of just. I think they'll gel a little better due to uh, you know last year was kind of new with Skylar Diggins joining that team. Uh, yeah, I think they'll hopefully gel better. I mean, they have to figure out the rotation a little bit because beyond mm-hmm. their, their starters is kind of goofy. But, you know, I'm, high, I'm a little high on them. And then the Mystics, the Washington Mystics, the Minnesota Lynxing. This, actually, I want to, I had the Suns at seven, but I changed my mind. I'm going to move them down. I'm probably going to move the, I'd say the, the New York Liberty up to that five to seven range. Just because Sabrina Nesk is coming back. They got Natasha mm-hmm. Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to be – and they have Michaela Onyenwer. I don't know how to say her name exactly. But that the rookie they drafted this year, I think they'll be a, a solid a solid team because Sabrina Nesk is just – Yeah, and they, 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 they are – they really – and I'm going to get more into that later too as well about, about them. But I think they're re- they made some strides. Um, they also added uh, Benija Laney. Yeah, the most improved player last year. Most improved player. So uh, that is also going to help offensively, mm-hmm. defensively. So I think th- they made a lot of really solid moves, although they lost the first overall pick um, in, the, in, in doing all that. But yeah. they still acquired some a, a lot of firepower. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'll definitely elevate them and move them from uh, – and they also – and also, 
this is another thing too about the liberty that I wanted to mention. Um, I think them going to Brooklyn is going to add a certain level, a certain attitude. Mm-hmm. Them playing in Barclays, I think is going to is going to help them out. Just, just I, like I just have a feeling. No, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's it just yeah. I don't want to jump to the NBA, you know, too much with the talk about the WNBA. Like with the Raptors this year, for example, like them playing in Tampa, that that I feel like that's a big reason as to why they were so shit this year, because mm-hmm. they literally weren't where they're supposed to be. It just wasn't the right vibe, kind of thing. So, right. But Minnesota too. I just want to say, you know, shout out Crystal Dangerfield. She's also someone I want to watch this year. Crystal Dangerfield stand account over here. She's now, uh, Collier. Yeah, the, I, I like the, the Minnesota links a lot. They're gonna be interesting. Very. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the Sun, Connecticut Sun, I just had them at in the seven range, five to seven range, but I had to move them down to eight to ten range next to the Wings and Sparks. And the reason I moved them down is because they lost Alyssa Thomas to an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. I just think that'll continue to be an issue. Yeah. You know, naturally, because I mean they're getting John Kel John Quell Jones back, but you know, they lost a big time player nonetheless who was Top yeah. three, and, they, and they still have Dewana Bonner, but that's yeah. still, that doesn't mean too much. I feel like, yeah, just dude, when you're losing one of your three best players, you're just gonna struggle no matter what. Absolutely. And then the Wings, and I mean the Sparks, they lost Candace Parker and I mean, <laughs> and, and Chelsea Gray. Are yes. you, that's like two of their their three or four best players right there, and Candace Parker was their best. So you know, they they still have some solid players. With um Neka Gumake and Shiny coming back this year, but or Chanae. but um yeah, I just think they they're... added they added Amanda as a high B. Yeah, they didn't see that, but she she's just, she like she's she's not like she she doesn't do what Candace Parker does to for your team, but she still she um she does help on the glass. Yeah, she will, she will help on the glass, and you know she uh. She said she said the WNBA record last year with rebounds too yeah, in a she, game. She was very good last year. She was the best player on the worst team. That's yeah. not a shot at her as a player. It was just it was just saying that, you know. She's Candace not, Parker is really like that. Yeah, she's not. She's not about to carry. You know, she's not about to carry nobody to the to the promised land. But you know. yeah. And then the wings are interesting. They added a lot. Of, you know, they got the first and second pick this year. That added a lot of young talent, and they had a, a Rike on. You know, Rike went crazy last season, but you know mm-hmm. the team's just mad young. I think that's just going to be a problem. And they added a few guards in the draft, which is like fine and dandy. But when your best player is also a guard, it kind of limits how much those young players are even going to get a chance at some point. Right? Yeah, I I agree with that. I feel like adding Charlie Collier, and again, I'll get I'll get a little bit more into that later when I when I go over my award rankings, but. Um, I think adding Charlie Collier was huge. Definitely. Adding a post presence in there. Um, Savali from last season, she was you know, the rookie they drafted last year. She was really good. She missed uh, quite a few games because of injuries, but she's really good. Adding an, another big to that lineup is going to be really interesting. I just think they're young and like Collier, like you're, it's like you said, you're going to get into her later, but one of her big, biggest uh, weaknesses is like, you know, her playmaking is definitely you know, regular as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't average like two assists a game. So it's just like getting on a, a young team like that where, you know, she'll need to be 
people need to create shots for her. Or she'll have to learn how to create shots for others. It's going to be rough. So I just, that's why I have them, you know, I have them eight to 10 range, but I do think they're more likely going to be the 10 rather than the eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I just have the dream and fever. And the dream are that low just because, like, the WNBA, like, they're just, the league's just too small. They need more teams. Yeah. Like, so many good players, like, stacked on so many teams. So the dream aren't even, like, terrible. So, you know, on paper, like, they were seven and 13 or nine and 13 last year, I believe. But they're just not as good as the teams above them. The Maybe, teams yeah. I need above them aren't that, not as good. And the fever, Maybe, yeah, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. What were you about to say? I was going to say that the fever are just some shit. So that's why I had them at the point. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're the only team that's actually trash. <laughs> like, every other team is like, you know, every other team that's not in the top five or seven or whatever is like, they're good at their weaknesses, but the fever actually suck. Yeah, the fever, the fever, or they may be this year's Liberty. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I can, I can, I can agree with that for for a fact. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think ultimately, I think it'll ultimately come to because I, I, I think the sky elevated crazy and like they've elevated into the because like last year the storm and the aces were one a one b and we found out that the storm were just clearly superior to everyone yeah because the aces were 18 and four as well as the storm and um they were they were clearly the two best teams and i think the losses that the storm suffered, especially losing to Tasha Howard, which I really think that is so is so critical because of the fact that the Aces get back Liz Cambage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just for that reason alone, I would put the Aces yeah. above the storm, and then I feel like the Sky are probably on the same tier, if not really close to the storm. I feel like even. You know, even with all the veterans they have, mm-hmm. I feel like it's 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 very it's very close. Yeah. I don't know, cause like it's just hard this year, cause like you have to remember Washington, like Elena Deladon didn't play at all last year, and Antina Charles didn't play. Now they're gonna have both of them, you know, this year. So they could be they could be one of the better teams in the league this season too. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I feel like they still they I feel like that team is also really good. That's another team I would really watch. I feel like I think they're probably top four, top five, but I think that um it ultimately will come down to the aces. And then I think I think the aces will probably be like number one. And then number two and number three would be the sky and the um the the storm. And um yeah, I think fighting for that number four, number five would probably be the sun, the the sun or the Mercury. No, the not the sun, the Mercury. I'm sorry. Yeah, it would probably be the Mercury and the Mystics fighting for that four, that that four spot when it comes down to it. And I think, um, you know, having Brittany Griner, um, and I think ultimately, really working out that lineup with Skylar Diggins-Smith and Deanna Tarazi, trying to really work that out and get that to gel is going to be the key. 
So I, I think that'll be the biggest difference. I'm glad I got the league pass this year because, you know, so many different teams to watch because, you know, that they're, get, they're getting more national televised games, which is great. But sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, the game you want to see isn't televised. And it's just like, you know, can't watch it. So glad I got the league pass this year. $16.99 for those of you listening, if you uh, want to support. Also, um, um, I heard that they have a deal with Amazon Prime. Yeah, I just seen that. Yeah, where they're going to have like 17 nationalized, uh, like like they're going to have like 17 games on Amazon Prime, which is cool. Because uh, I really like that they're expanding their horizons and they're uh, getting more sponsorship and stuff like that, which will ultimately help, um, you know, the, re- the revenue go up and eventually a possible expansion could come of it. Thanks. Why don't we transition to some uh, way too early award predictions? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll start. Why not? Let's let's go for it. Um, so for my MVP, I think the MVP of twenty the twenty twenty one season will be, and this is going to be interesting, Candace Parker. Oh, that is interesting. I think Candace Parker will be the MVP because I believe that the Sky were really good offensively. Mm-hmm. And they were they were okay defensively, but I think that Candace Parker, Candace Parker, not only with her ability to score, but her overall ability to impact the game on both ends, is going to set this team apart yeah. um, and really move them into the class of the elite. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like, and and, and you know, I don't want to go too far into an NBA thing, but. It's kind of a, a Chris Paul kind of comparison where she, she where you can see her come in and her impact the team to put them on a whole nother tier. I think she will she brings a totally different element and she will wind up winning the MVP because I feel like they're going to they're going to go to her in crunch time situations. And she's also going to get back on the other end and be just as effective. Offense is about to be interesting because Vandersloot led the league in assists. She had like she had a ten and ten season last year. Now yeah. they have Parker who who's can, who can get six assists a game easy. So mm-hmm. that's about to be interesting. Very offense. interesting. Um, so now uh, transitioning to my six man of the uh, six woman of the year award. Um, I believe that Derricka Hamby will be if I'm not mistaken, the second woman in WNBA history to win it three years in a row. I believe uh, Dewana Bonner did that a couple, like, years back. She won it three years in a row. So I think sixth woman of the year will be Derrica Hamby because just because Derrica brings so many different things to the game. Uh, Shooting the ball, she was one of the best three-point shooters in, in the WNBA last year. Uh, she got seven rebounds a game, 13 points. Uh, just everything that she brings to the table on both ends. She was also one of the – she also was like in like, – like she was one of the leaders in the steals in the WNBA as well. So just that mixed bag is going to be great. And um, – I think with that, she will repeat as 
the sixth woman of the year. And also, last year it wasn't even close. Yeah. Like, she was clear, like voting wise, she was clearly the sixth woman of the year. And I think she will repeat. Uh, for defense, this will also be interesting. I think that Natasha Howard will reclaim her crown as defensive player of the year because she's going to be going into a situation where um, the Liberty, they just weren't good at anything at all. And when you look at the numbers, um, she's going to come in and I think her numbers alone are going to like stand out just because of the fact that they just didn't have anybody who could really do anything right and anything well. And like the, the rebounding, the shot blocking and the rim protection. Um, New York truly has a rim protector now. And also I, I think the market will help too. I think the market, you know, I think the market will help to speak to that. Most improved. I believe that Arike Ungubwale will be the most improved. And I think that will be because of who I also think will be rookie of the year, Charlie, Charlie Collier. Um, I think that they will have a sensational pick and roll combo. I think we'll see more playmaking out of Arike this year. And I think that that will elevate her game as a scorer. And also be just because of the fact that Charlie Collier can score multiple areas. She's got, she's got a jump shot. So that'll open up the lane a little bit. And I think they'll play very well off of each other. And that will help the wings ultimately elevate as well. So that's, that's, that's where, where, where my head is at uh, for the, um, oh, and also coach of the year. I got to go back to Liberty. I think Walt Hopkins will be coach of the year because I think that, I think they're going to make a very big turnaround this year because I think Sabrina Unescu is really like that. And if I'm not mistaken, when we look at the statistics last year, they were dead last in assists and also dead last in turnovers. That won't happen this year because they have a playmaker. They have a point guard now. Um, so I think a lot of things will flip on both things. Sabrina will bring that offense and will carry and lead that offense. And defensively, Natasha Howard will anchor a much tougher, much more physical, better overall defense. What do you What do you think? And where you Where's your head at, Zach? I will say we agree on Dierka Hamby and Natasha Howard. Hamby, like you said, ran away with it last year. Her team is even better now. Just adding Liz back into the rotation. McCautry, like I said earlier, McCautry getting hurt is going to open up, you know, the need for more offense from other players. And Hamby naturally being the sixth, the sixth woman in the rotation is going to come in and, you know, take some of that responsibility up and continue to her, her sixth woman of the year streak. At the, to be honest, I just don't see anyone. I couldn't think of anyone else who would, like, make sense. And then defensive player of the year, Natasha Howard, had the same idea as you, bigger market. Liberty had the most televised games last season. And they'll probably have, have uh, similar numbers again this year. I haven't checked, you know, the breakdown of their televised games, but I'm assuming they'd definitely be another team up there. And Natasha Howard, like you were saying, their defense, she's going to turn it around and clean up a lot of things. And she's no longer on a team where, you know, it's multiple high-level defenders. 
So she, her just that standing out is just going to be easier. Being the reason why the defense turned around, it's going to boost her case. In our differences, MVP at Brianna Stewart, I just feel like they lost a lot, but I still think they're going to, going to be tough. And a big reason that is because of Brianna Stewart. Just She's going to have more offensive responsibility along with everyone else, but her being arguably the best player in the entire league is going to – that um, responsibility is going to be more pronounced on her. She's not a slouch on defense either. She's consistently one of the better players of getting steals in particular. So that's going to be interesting. I think she's just going to have an amazing year. Get herself back in the, back to being the MVP. And she was second place last year. So you already know. And you already know she's probably the most accomplished basketball player like on the planet right now. So like she's definitely going to want to reclaim that title and get that back. Yeah, I agree with that. And then rookie of the year, I'm going to go with the Liberty rookie, Michaela. On Yen where I don't know how to say her name. I need to learn how to say that. But I just think being on the team with Sabrina, having that elite playmaker, having the veteran presence at center behind you, and she can get buckets herself. I think just being that situation is going to be very beneficial. She'll be playing for a team that's very likely, you know, has a good great shot at making the playoffs. I think that's just going to boost her chances. And my reason for not picking Collier is because um, and I just think her team's too young they're going to go through a lot of growing pains especially her not being like a natural playmaker on a team with young, other young players trying to figure out the game I think or the WNBA game I think it's just gonna cause some road some bumps in the road for her versus Michaela going on a team where they're also being led by a young player but Sabrina Yescu is just different like she's a natural playmaker I think it's going to be less point guard exactly a point guy it's gonna be less less um pressure on on her to perform. I think that'll help her get a rookie of the year case. Most improved, I'm going with Kayla McBride because she was tough last year with the Aces, but she's like the fourth option, fourth or fifth. I'd probably say fourth. And now she's going to go with some Minnesota, a Minnesota team that's definitely going to feature her more. And she had a crazy uh, summer overseas. I think she's just going to carry over this year in WNBA. I think she'll get most improved. Definitely has a, a lot of opportunities to, to grow as a player. So I just think that's why I kind of went with her and coach of the year. I'm just going to go with Dan Hughes. Cause I feel like he's going to be the coach of the MVP. And that's just kind of how it goes. The uh, MVP, MVP. And coach of the year kind of oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I do think, I do think they're going to overperform based on their losses though. Yeah. And that would be due to, you know, coaching decisions being made. So yeah, I went with Dan Hughes for coach of the year. Cause I think he'll have the, the storm, and they're similar in the similar position that they've been for the last few years, just being one of the top teams. So yeah, that's kind of why I went with him. Interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. And okay, so with the awards being done, now let's play a quick game of buy or sell. So my first question to you, and I, I guess we can rotate. All right, so, so my buy or sell question is Sabrina. UNESCO and Natasha Howard will turn a 20, a two and 20 basketball team into a playoff team. I'm buying that. I definitely think it's going to turn around. Had Sabrina played, I'm not saying they would have been the playoff team, but they definitely wouldn't have been two and 20. They probably would have won at least, I think they probably would have won nine to 13 because Sabrina yeah. was that good. And like, before she got hurt, like she only played three games. In those three games they mm-hmm. played, they looked all right. They looked decent. But mm-hmm. the second she went down, it's just like, 
Well, well, so. <laughs> it was just a, a shit show as soon as she went down because they just didn't have their their play. They had some okay players, but those okay players needed someone to like orchestrate them together. Yeah. Also, um, Sabrina had uh, she had a thirty a thirty three seven and seven game. If I'm yeah, not exactly. Like first three, one of her first three games was a thirty three seven and seven. Like she definitely. I mean, there's definitely was some growing pains, especially in her first game. You know, I think when she had a full season, definitely would have got things together and had a, an amazing. I feel like she, she definitely was going to win Rookie of the Year, no, without a doubt. But she got hurt, so shout out to Crystal Dangerfield, take earning it. That was tough. But yeah, I do think I buy that. I think she's they're going to be a playoff team. That's a good one. You got any ones for me? Yeah. So my first buy or sell question is. Will the WNBA see another ratings boost? Oh, absolutely. I'm buying this all the way. Um, just as I bought a WNBA hoodie, and as I'm probably nine times out of ten is going to buy a WNBA jersey, I think uh, the ratings will continue to go up this year because, as I mentioned earlier, the WNBA is gaining traction. They're getting more support. Um, I'm starting to see them on more commercials, like just, uh, just, uh, just yesterday. I saw Sue Bird on a commercial with Steph Curry, and um, it, it was cool. It was it was dope, mm-hmm. and like they're 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 getting more. They're getting on television more. Like uh, Candace Parker with the crew with uh, D Wade and Shaq and that crew on TNT. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, like, the show the Shaq because Shaq stays saying something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Candace they coming at him, but. Uh, things like that and just, you know, the general understanding that like, um, you know, again, the times that we're in and I always talk about the time, like the times that we're going through right now and you can see a, a shift. So I feel like people are going to naturally gravitate to the WNBA game more now. And also um, what they did with the WNBA last year, uh, did last year, and we talked about it uh, episodes ago. But what they did for social justice was huge. Um, they were they were very very important, and just all of those things that they're doing, get more commercials, all that kind of stuff. They just get more traction. So I think the ratings will definitely go up, and I think they'll have they they might go up by far. I wouldn't be surprised if they go up by far, just because of all the traction that they're gaining, and all the support that women in general are gaining in the sports world. So, yes, I'm definitely buying that. Um, so, real quick, hmm? I mentioned that they also are adding the mid-season tournament this right. year. So that's definitely, like, the NBA's been talking about that for years and it hasn't happened, but the WNBA is doing it now. So that's definitely going to be interesting. I think people are going to check that out to see what that would look like because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's new to the American basketball world, the mid-season tournament. Mm-hmm. And then also... If they're, I'm praying their season three ratings go up because if it does, there's talks of them expanding. No, it's a, I, they didn't say a number of teams they're expanding to, but they're talking about expansion. And like I mentioned earlier, the league is just too damn small right now. We need, you need more 20. 20, 20, 20 would be nice. But that's, oh, cool. eight, <laughs> that's eight whole markets. So I don't know if they'll do 20 right away. But, I mean, but I, there's, there's room for it though, because like, it's so it's just so many markets in the like 
you know, and, and, and damn near all the sports, there's at least two New York teams. So you can always get another New York team right away. Yeah. Um, cause, um, you, you, um, you have the, the Liberty plan in Barclays get one in, in Madison square garden. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I'm, huh? Is it get the Jets equivalent to the WNBA? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> other, you, might, other you might as well. No, you might as no, because I feel like you could get a New York team. Philly, Philly needs a team. I don't know why. Yes, crazy they don't have one. Um, yeah, I'm so upset because like it's like I don't have a, a fair. I can't like I will. I'll root as a general consumer of the sport of basketball, mm-hmm. but I. I almost really can't get too invested just because there's no Philly team. Like I feel like as a, as a Philadelphian, I'm you know I'm yeah. a diehard Philly dude. So if they had a a Philly WNBA team, I would be wholeheartedly on board with that. That's two markets right there. Um, you could definitely get another LA team because they usually do stuff like that. Um, there's I'm sure. You could probably get a team in Texas. I don't think they have a team in the Texas. Yeah, San Antonio had a team, the Silver Star. Yeah. No, so you can probably get that going. And yeah. also a Houston team was there. Yeah, you had the, the, the uh, Houston Comets, yeah. So there's there's the market. It's just a matter of how many, you know, we don't know who's, what cities and what people are, like, interested in investing. You know what I mean? So. Right, yeah. And, like, uh, I f- yeah, it would be it would be dope. I feel like it would be really, really cool. And also. I feel like um, a lot of former WNBA players would be interested in 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 buying and like owning some of these teams. Like mm-hmm. former NBA players, current NBA players being part of the ownership groups for these teams. I could see a lot. Like I I can really see it. I can yeah. see a lot. You can see stuff happening on a North Carolina team. Yes, I can see that too. That's I can see LeBron hopping in on an Akron team or a Cleveland team or yeah. any, a team anywhere, to be honest with you, because I yeah. feel like he just would do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can move on to your next question. I just thought we definitely had something we needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Shoot, they, they need a team in Florida. They could get like two teams in Florida. For real. Nope, for real. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of room. <laughs> if, if you're listening, WNBA, if you're listening, Take notes. <laughs> so um, my next buy or sell question is Candace Parker will have a legitimate shot at becoming the first woman in WNBA history to win a finals MVP on multiple teams. What do you think about that? If it's the same legitimate shot, I'll buy that. This guy can definitely, they can definitely level up. Like you were mentioning earlier, their offense was elite. Their defense was just kind of suspect. But now they're adding someone who averages a steal and a block, like, instantly. Like, there's no chance that Candace Parker doesn't do that. I don't think he's ever had less than a steal and a block in the season. And she led the league in rebounds. Exactly. Like, they're adding someone who is going to boost their defense. Just that, just her presence alone they will make their defense, defense average. So – I do think she has a shot, and she's going to enhance her in a really ridiculous offense. It was like, you know, it's just about to be very interesting seeing that go on. I think they can – I think they can make the finals. I just don't know if they can beat the Aces right now. Even with the even with the Aces getting the, um, the Angel McCautry injury, I just don't know. But mm-hmm. Chelsea Gray is 
now there and she's about to go dumb because she you know she's tough yeah i'll buy that mm-hmm. yeah, and, and to piggyback off of that um again i think i think that the sky will meet the um will meet the aces in the championship in the championship series but my only reservation is if they see the storm before if they meet if they meet the storm to determine who's playing the aces that would be my 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 only reservation okay. otherwise i think that i think the, the sky are going to get there that's valid yeah i'm just i just don't know how to place the, the mystics right this right now because they're just they're adding they're adding two amazing players and elena del don is you know definitely she's definitely the argument for you know best in the league as well like yeah, nobody, like, nobody, she's nobody to sneeze at. And I think the Mystics was, the Mystics will be. I think, I think the Mystics are at least a second round team. Yeah, no doubt. At, at the worst, second round. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, and I guess I'll move on to my second question here. Brianna Stewart becomes the second player to average twenty five points per game in the WNBA. That is a really good question. I want to. I'm gonna buy it. And here's why I'm going to buy. Because Brianna Stewart is on a kind of role right now, just in life, that you don't see often. She's one of the most successful players that have ever played the game of basketball in general, I feel like. And, you know, she came close to averaging 20 points a game last year at 19.7. So I think that she's going to take a leap because of the, the losses that they had making up for those losses. Um, still having Sue Bird at her disposal and Sue Bird creating and making things happen for her. Um, just the overall versatility that Brianna Stewart has. And just, I think, I think that Brianna Stewart could possibly do it. I think that she can get it done. Mm-hmm. It will be difficult. It's not something that you see often, as you said, but I think that, if anybody were to do it, it would be someone like Brianna Stewart. Yeah. I think, you know, WNBA definitely has more of a, like, stylistically, it's more of a egalitarian approach to basketball versus the NBA is, like, this is huge on, like, hero ball. That's not really a thing in the WNBA. It's, I mean, it does happen sometimes, but it's definitely more, it's more team-oriented in WNBA, so I feel like that's a big part of why 25 points per game is so rare. But, like, like just the things you mentioned, I think it, I'm going to skeptically buy as well on that. I think she'll get like 25.01 points per game. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Yeah, I, I think so. And this thing with the losses that they're, they're losses they're, that they've uh, had this season, she's going to have to step up, especially in the beginning, because they've the people who stepping people are going to be stepping into new roles. They're going to get adjusted to those roles and things like that. So in the early running, I think Brianna Stewart's definitely going to have to go ballistic. Yeah, and, and Brianna Stewart is just like she's killing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah MVP, a Finals MVP overseas this summer as well. Yeah, I, mean, so, I shouldn't say summer; it was like winter. <laughs> but in this for office. real, for real, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I, I think I think that I just feel like she's just in a different realm right now. Mm-hmm. The way that she's winning. And I feel like she's going to continue to fight to stay there. 
Facts. Because that's the that's the kind of competitor that she is. She won on the college level. She won. She's won in the WNBA level, and also she's won internationally. So she's just gonna go fight to continue to stay there, no matter what it takes. And I think if that means up in the ante in the scoring department with one of the best passers, if not the greatest, you know, playmaker of all time, and Sue Bird. For my third question, I have: Do you think that this young Dallas Wings team could compete for a playoff spot? I was going to go assume compete means like get in. And if I'm saying that, I'm going to say, no, they will not get in. I'm selling. <laughs> I think they added like three, four big time rookies, mm-hmm. which is fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, rookies don't, rookies can, rookies can elevate your team, get you to the playoffs. But I just don't think that's going to be the case in this season. I just think, especially with a lot of teams adding so many players due to them missing because of COVID or, yeah, you know, it's missing because of COVID or even if some of the players are just injured, point blank. Just I think a lot of teams getting a lot of players back is definitely going to up the level of competition in the WNBA. Even though, you know, it was competitive last year, it's going to be even even crazier this this coming this upcoming season. I think with that, a lot of teams' records are going to be, you know, improving. And I just think the Wings being adding younger players – who may who may boost the overall level of talent isn't going to be enough because those players need to learn what it takes to play against like like when Charlie Collier plays against friggin' Liz Cambage and Candace Parker and Asia Wilson and Jonko Jones and Elena Del Don, she's gonna get fried. Like <laughs> they're going to fry her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. I, I just think with all that, like no matter how great she is as a young player. She's going to get fried a couple times by the legends that are already in front of her. Mm, so I, I agree. I just don't think they're going to make it. Maybe the year after, <laughs> but not this year. <laughs> I just think it's too much. Uh, too much people coming back, and just the growing pains that those three or four great rookies are going to face. They have the first and second pick. A player named Dana Evans. They also added was like a, people are saying that's a steal. So. I just don't watch college sports in general. I just think college sports kind of like funky, especially, you know, we were seeing with the way that NCAA was treating the, the women's players. Absolutely. That, that was locker room. that was horrendous. The fucking banquet meals. Like, I just choose not to watch college basketball just because of the shit like that. Like, those yeah, meals are disgusting, yeah. bro. <laughs> the NCAA is, is, is just, oh. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that made my blood boil seeing that stuff. Yeah, to be quite honest, I feel like that was just yikes. Yeah, I don't. I just don't really. I just choose not to watch or NCAA games. Men, men and women, just because the shit they do is just like goofy. But Game Time Podcast does not condone sexism. <laughs> Real shit. But yeah, bro, I'm gonna sell. I don't think. I just don't see it happening this year. Hmm, yeah, just a just an experience I, I, thing. I can understand that. And I guess my last, the last buy or sell question of the day: Will the Aces win the championship? It's boomer bust, baby. I believe so. I think I'm. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this one. I just, I just feel like it was, as I said earlier, it was one A, one B last year between them and the Storm, and we found out that the Storm was were the clear, and you know, the clear one A. Mm-hmm. Blew them out and one in a sweep. Liz, Liz is different. Uh I just I just feel like that addition alone 
let alone all the other all the other pieces that they they have on that team, having the sixth woman of the year and Derricka Hamby, uh, and just that whole crew is just nuts. For real, that team is like super loaded, and you know they've added. I feel like they've only added, and the storm have subtracted mm-hmm. and have moved into a level where they can be competed with with like teams like the sky um as we as we talked about maybe the mystics could be in that mix depending in and uh the mercury depending on what they do maybe they could compete with the storm as well minnesota minnesota has a decent shot this year too they they were nice last year and they got a little better yeah so it's yeah, I feel like they've fallen a lot. And I mean they were they were the best, like the storm were head and shoulders, the best team last year, but the aces were really good and they got better. So I, I think, yeah, I think the aces should win it this year. If not, at the very least, I think they should go to the go to the finals for sure. Nah, I, um, I don't want them to win this year. AJ <laughs> Wilson is definitely my favorite player in the WNBA right now. AJ Wilson? AJ Wilson, yeah. She'd be going dumb. I love watching her play. And Hamby's one of my favorites, too. And that's honestly why like, I chose my favorite team. Like I like both of them. Like, no, that's my favorite team now. Crystal Dangerfield and Alyssa Thomas are up there for me, too. But they're my favorite. They're two of my favorites. So just, that's my team right now. Yeah. And also, to be quite honest with you, when we talk about like just how the playoff format is set up, I feel like it favors the favorites. Yeah, definitely. Like so heavily. <laughs> yeah, you get two buys. Like you 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 avoid two do or die games. And I feel as though they should definitely get number one or number two seed without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Like they're a definitely num- definite number one. And if someone surprises us and is better than we expected, they may be – they'll at, at worst be number two in my mind. But, yeah, I, I think they avoid the first two rounds. And then they're fresh for a semifinal. Win three games, you're in the finals. And, you know, all you got to do is, is, is best, of, best of five from there. So, I, yeah, again, I think the Aces should win it all. I'm buying on that. All right. It was nice. It was nice to talk about the WNBA in depth for once. That was definitely good to do. Can't wait to talk about them more. Absolutely. That's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach, co-hosted by John Mir. And thanks again for everyone tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast, on Twitter at Game Time underscore ZNJ. You can also find us on Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. Listen to future episodes. You can find us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you can find podcasts. We're still working on the YouTube thing. So as soon as we get that renovated, we'll be back on that. But yeah, so we can't wait to talk more basketball on game time. <laughs> <laughs>